Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm an award-winning personal finance author who's been hosting this show and publishing books, ebooks, and audiobooks since 2008. If I sound a little different today, I am recovering from a terrible cold, so forgive my congestion, but hopefully I'm going to feel better in a few days. Today's show is dedicated to all the new or upcoming graduates this year. I want to say congratulations. No more cramming for exams, living in cramped quarters, or eating bad cafeteria food. You have got a lot to look forward to. But you might also be feeling a little stressed out about your future and about your finances. So that's what today's show is about. How you handle money over the next few years is incredibly important. If you learn some fundamental rules of personal finance now, applying them will set you up for a lifetime of financial success. So this show is going to help anyone who wants solid advice about managing money, no matter your age. And I often get comments from young listeners who feel that many of the show episodes are geared toward older folks. So this show has definitely got you young people covered. But again, I think it's for anyone who wants just some solid tips about how to manage personal finances. So please keep listening. This is episode number 590, Six Tips for College Grads to Manage Money Like a Grown-Up. It's brought to you by Spa Finder. Give the gift of well-being with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card and the perfect gift for Mother's Day. The Spa Finder network includes thousands of top-rated spas all over the United States with services like massages, facials, blowouts, mani-pedis, and even yoga. Spa Finder cards are a thoughtful, last-minute gift that everyone will love. Go to spafinder.com slash moneygirl for 15% off gift cards of $75 or more, or enter the promo code MONEYGIRL at checkout. All right, let's get going with six tips that are going to help anyone get a leg up on their financial future. Number one, have the best bank accounts. I think one of the first things that you should do after graduating is to make sure that you've got great checking and savings accounts. Accounts that you had while in school might not be the best ones to keep going forward. And I think they're so important because bank accounts lay a foundation for all of your money management. You know, it's like your whole system stems from your bank accounts. So they need to give you lots and lots of benefits. I'd like you to look for a bank or credit union that offers a great mobile app, one that has no monthly fees, has easy transfers between accounts and also from outside accounts, has free bill pay so you can get all of the bills paid really easily, and remote deposits. So if you get a paper check, you can get that into the bank easily without actually having to mail a check or go to a physical bank. If you're not sure where to start looking, one recommendation is to visit bankrate.com. They have a whole list of FDIC-insured accounts that are either available for your location or are available nationwide. Personally, I'm a huge fan of USAA. And they only operate online. They've got a lot of military benefits. So if you're in the military or your family uh, has been in the military, you can definitely kind of piggyback on their service. And they've got a best-in-class mobile app. 
The bottom line is you just need to shop around to see what's going to make sense for your lifestyle and your financial situation. Tip number two, build your emergency fund. Learning how to handle money wisely can definitely be challenging for new graduates. And my best advice for starting off on the right financial foot is to begin building your emergency fund with your very first paycheck. If you can set aside just small amounts over time, like $100 per month, you'll have more than $1,000 in a year. You'll be prepared for unexpected expenses that could come up. You know, we all have them. It could be car repairs, last-minute travel to see family, or medical bills that are not covered by your insurance. You want to make a goal to slowly accumulate at least three to six months worth of your living expenses in a savings account. So consider saving five to 10% of your income until you reach that goal. I want you to think about an emergency fund as an investment in yourself. It's how you're going to stay calm and cool in the face of a potential crisis like losing your job. Once you start building a cash reserve, the key is not to touch it, except for a serious financial dilemma. I mean, it's an emergency fund, and those funds should not be used for shopping, going on vacation, or anything else that you could truly survive without. So no matter how much or little money that you start earning after graduation, make building a cash reserve your top priority. Being financially responsible means never, ever getting caught without an emergency fund. Tip number three, understand your student loans. If you're like most graduates, you probably have some amount of student debt. So your next assignment is to take a hard look at any student loans that you've got. You want to review their terms, conditions, and the various repayment options. And these are going to vary depending on whether your loans came from a private institution or they are a federal loan. For instance, Stafford federal loans give you until six months after graduation to start making payments. And if you have not landed a job, or let's say you find that your loan payment is just too high relative to your income, you wanna investigate what alternatives you have because there are lots of alternatives. The standard repayment plan for federal loans requires fixed payments that will get your balance paid off within 10 years or up to 30 years if you have consolidated your loans. However, as I mentioned, there are a variety of repayment options, and these may be available for certain federal, private, or consolidated student loans. So I'm going to review seven options that you may have. The first is called graduated repayment. This allows you to make lower payments at first, but then your payments will go up every couple years so that you eventually repay the debt within 10 years or up to 30 years if you have consolidated loans. And if you can't afford a graduated repayment schedule, you may qualify for what's called extended repayment. That will give you up to 25 years to repay a loan, and it's going to give you a substantially reduced monthly payment. There's also a plan called pay-as-you-earn repayment. This one allows your payments to be 10% of your discretionary income, but not more than you would pay with a 10-year standard repayment. 
There's also a plan called Revised Pay-As-You-Earn Repayment. This one allows your payments to be 10% of discretionary income without a cap. There's also what's known as income-based repayment. This one allows your payments to be 10% or 15% of your discretionary income, but not more than you'd pay with standard repayment. There's also a plan called income-sensitive repayment. That allows your payments to be based on income and to be repaid in full within 15 years. And you've also got Income Contingent Repayment. This one allows your payments to be the lesser of 20% of your discretionary income or the amount you pay on a fixed repayment plan over 12 years. So as you can tell, these options are a bit complicated. And what I'm going to recommend you do is that you talk to your lender to figure out which one makes sense for you. Any of the payments on income-based plans get recalculated every year based on your updated earnings and the size of your family. And also note that if you're married, in most cases, both of your incomes are factored in. This is the case whether you file taxes jointly or separately. In addition to these alternative repayment options that I've mentioned, you may qualify for a loan deferment if you've hit a financial rough patch due to an illness, disability, or a job loss. A deferment allows you to temporarily stop making payments for a set period of time. However, the interest on the loan may still accrue depending on the type of loan you have. And don't forget that if you decide to choose an alternative repayment option for your student loans, you typically end up paying much more interest over the long run. So even though you're going to make lower monthly payments, you're going to pay interest for a longer period of time, and that can really add up. So you don't want to stretch out your loan longer than you absolutely need to because it's gonna cost you more in the long run. However, that may make sense if you truly can't afford the payments. And if you make a change to your repayment, when your financial situation improves, you can always prepay your student loan at any time without a penalty. You can either make a lump sum payment or send more than the minimum payment each month to reduce the cost of your student loan debt. So the bottom line is don't be afraid to get into an alternative repayment plan because when things get better for you financially, you can always accelerate your payments and get out of debt faster. But if you are still paying federal student loans after 20 or even 25 years in some cases, you may be eligible for loan forgiveness. And this is going to depend on the type of loan you have. But in most cases, 20 to 25 years is the most that you're required to pay on a federal student loan. Again, always notify your lender if you have trouble making student loan payments on time. It's really important that you don't miss any of your payments. Your lender will help you figure out, you know, what's best that you can discuss your situation, and they'll help you evaluate all of your options. Before we cover the next three tips, I want to thank the sponsors who support the show and help keep it going for you for free. Support for Money Girl comes from Capital One. With the Spark Cash Card from Capital One, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on all of your business purchases. Think about it. Unlimited 2% cash back on everything you buy for your business. 
That cash back can add up to thousands of dollars, and you can use it to reinvest in your business so you can keep growing. Take it from Christina Stemble, owner of Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. Her Spark Card earned her $115,000 in cash back last year, and she used that money to invest in digital marketing. Imagine what unlimited 2% cash back could do for your business. See CapitalOne.com for details. Capital One, what's in your wallet? And I also want to thank Postmates. Who could you ask to bring you a latte, a salad, or even a full order of groceries anytime you want it? Postmates, they're your personal food and grocery delivery service. Postmates will deliver anything to you within the hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States, offering delivery from all the top restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and retail shops. You can even track your deliveries in real time. Just download the app for iOS or Android for free to get started. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Money Girl listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Don't miss that, guys. Just download Postmates and use the code MONEYGIRL, all one word. That's code MONEYGIRL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days on the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code MONEYGIRL. All right, we're on tip number four. Know how to build good credit. New graduates may not have much credit history, which means you probably have no or low credit scores. But don't worry, it is pretty easy to build good credit over time. Your credit reports are like financial rap sheets, which are maintained by nationwide credit agencies, including Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. But thankfully, they reveal your good financial behavior as well as the bad. Your credit scores are calculated from the information in your credit reports. High credit scores tell lenders and merchants that you've been responsible with money, and that comes with privileges, such as low interest rates on loans and credit cards, which can save you a bundle. But if you've got low credit, that means that you either will not qualify for new credit or that it's going to be expensive to borrow money. And poor credit can also trip up other areas of your financial life, even if you never borrow a dime. That's because your credit affects the rates that you're quoted for auto insurance, home insurance, and renter's insurance. It's also a factor in promotional offers you receive and security deposits that you pay for utilities and cell phone contracts. Credit can even play a role in how a potential employer will evaluate you. So this is super important. The easiest way to establish good credit is it's simple. It's just pay your bills on time. If you've got a credit card, making charges that you pay off in full each month is another great way to slowly raise your credit score. Now, if you can't qualify for a regular credit card, don't worry. You can use a secured credit card. These are cards that require a small upfront deposit, but if you get one that reports your payment information to the credit agencies, that is a foolproof way to kickstart your credit history. Tip number five. Avoid dangerous debts. 
once you have credit, it can be pretty tempting to use too much of it. Every new graduate needs to respect debt. It's a powerful financial tool that can help you build wealth when used the right way. For instance, using low-interest debt to get an education so you earn more over your lifetime, or to buy a home that appreciates in value over time. But if you use high-interest consumer debt, such as credit cards and payday loans, to finance a lifestyle that you can't afford, it can be devastating to your financial life. If you want to learn more about eliminating all types of debt and creating the financial future you deserve, I would love for you to check out my new audiobook. It's Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love. You're going to find the audiobook in audible.com and Apple Books, or you can visit lauradadams.com for more information. And it's also available as a paperback and ebook. And our last tip, Number six, start investing sooner rather than later. This last tip is one that many new graduates don't appreciate and they don't get started investing for retirement sooner rather than later. It is so important. Now, I know you may be thinking, hey, Laura, I haven't even found a job yet. So why should I be worried about retirement? Well, the answer to that question really boils down to the power of compounding interest. The earlier that you start saving, the less you're going to need to save over time. And that's because the magic of compounding allows you to earn interest on your interest. And that gives you a lot more bang for your buck. Let's say you're a smart new graduate who works in human resources for a Fortune 500 company, and you sign up for the 401k retirement plan, and you contribute $50 a week. If you never increase your contribution and you earn an average of 7%, after 40 years, you're going to have a nest egg worth over half a million dollars. Now, that's impressive considering you only contributed a little over $100,000 of your own money. You want to choose to invest through tax-advantaged retirement accounts whenever possible and as soon as possible because they reduce your tax liability. So if you're lucky enough to have a workplace retirement plan, you might hear it called a 401k, a 403b, or even a 457 plan, never ever pass it up. Participation is especially important if the employer offers matching, which is free money. And just about anyone who has taxable income can open up an individual retirement account or IRA. And if you want to learn more about the different types of retirement accounts and the best places to open them, I would encourage you to download my free resource called the Retirement Account Comparison Chart. You can get this by sending me a text. You can text the word retire, R-E-T-I-R-E, to the number 33444. Or you can go to my website, lauradadams.com, and look for the freebie section, and you'll see it there as well. Bottom line is being young doesn't mean you have to be foolish. It's easy to start off on the right financial foot by building an emergency fund, getting a handle on student loans, avoiding debt, and investing for your future as early as possible. Well, I hope these tips will be helpful as you make the transition from student to real-life working person. 
And if you've got a question or comment, you can call me at 302-364-0308 to leave your message. And if you'd like to get a weekly update from me or not so weekly lately as I've been sick, but I will get back to it, you can visit lauradadams.com or you can text the phrase get updates with no space to that same number, 33. 444. And it's a short email that's filled with tips, tools, and resources that I think you might enjoy and kind of just personal updates on me. And if you're not into email, no problem. Another great way to stay in touch is to follow me on Instagram at Laura D. Adams or join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. Just search for it on Facebook or text the word dollars to the number 33444. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from QDT's newest member, Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That's a really easy, quick way to give back, to show your support, and to help new listeners find us. And you might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, hopefully with a better voice. Until then, here's to living a richer life.